0: So the question is what do I need to do to attract the customer in a way that they say yes. Even yes to giving me, and that first yes is probably, I'll give you five seconds of my attention. That looks kind of interesting. And then if it could be five seconds of your attention, I like it, I might give you 30 seconds. And if I like what I've got after 30 seconds, then I might give you the two or three minutes. And then I might spend half an hour with you on a webinar or something. or a a call. We don't have that first piece that captures the attention. You could be the smartest person on the planet, but no one will be commercially struggling.
1: Hello, video marketing professionals. Welcome to the podcast that takes the mystery out of producing videos. I'm your host, Chris Schwager,
2: joined by
1: Mr. Brendan Southall. Hello, Mr. Brendan
2: Southall. Hello, Mr. Chris Schwager. That's a very personal intro, but thank you very much. Yes, I'm very interested in learning what the difference is between personal and business branding. Why do we need to distinguish the two? Today, our guest is Mark Hodgson, the CEO of Mark
1: Hodgson Transformational Leadership Consultancy, uh, author of the book, Time to Shine, that focuses on what people need to do, be and build to become an authentic influencer he is also the principal consultant working with his clients across change management thought leadership and executive coaching but primarily his focus is on building personal brand big heroes like gary Vaynerchuk and donald miller are some of the big names in the world of personal branding and not surprisingly mark is a certified coach from business made simple university founded by Donald Miller. Mark also lives at the Northern Beaches, Sydney. He enjoys life with his wife, his two teens, and his very special dog called Muddy. So to teach us how to create a more authentic, profitable, and energetic presence in your marketplace, here's our chat with Mark Hodgson. My last corporate role, which
0: is about 15 years ago now, um, was leading a business transformation of a large Australian not for profit. And uh, at the end, and we, we did a fantastic job. Uh, uh, we turned a million dollar loss into a four million dollar profit in three years and did it the right way by, uh, by, like to say, bringing out the greatness in others. So that was fantastic. And at the end of that extraordinary experience, you know what happened? They fired me. They fired me. They fired, they fired my leadership team, who were clearly out performing everyone else. And I thought, bugger this for a game of soldiers. Uh, I'm going to set up my own uh, leadership consultancy, um, helping people to change and transform, and I guess do the similar journey to um, what uh, what I've done. And it's interesting. We're in this realm now, aren't we, of the great resignation? And it's like that, but, you know, 10, 12 years ago. It's that kind of dynamic. So it's amazing how that's come full circle. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've been doing this for, for 10 years now, uh, specialising in leadership and change, but really... Once you get a bit deeper in that, it comes a little bit really about personal transformation. And a big part of personal transformation is how you're going to show if, you work, if you're working for yourself. And if you work for yourself, you need to build a professional brand and you need to become an influencer in your marketplace. So, all of those things kind of lead you to this area of, of personal and professional brand and influence, um, which in itself, so it's out. It's, and people think that's all about branding and colors and, and fonts and stuff like that. And it's actually almost got nothing to do with that. It's actually having the getting to the point where you're comfortable about showing up as who, who you really are with a message that clearly articulates how you help your customer. So that's how I got to where I am today. I've been doing it for 10 years and loving loving every minute of the adventure. Well, you've been
1: a crash test dummy working out how to build that transition out of the corporate career. So, why did you focus on personal branding for your clients?
0: As I say, it's really an evolution. Um, as, you, as you go through that process and you start to build that. Different skills and uh, areas of expertise, you know, like technical stuff and doing and DIY. Because obviously, when you work for an organization, there's IT people and HR people and, and finance people, and a whole lot of stuff is done for you. But then suddenly you turn up on your own, you're running your own consultancy CEO, CEO of you, um, and you've got to work out all those bits and go to the BASS and run your business and all, that, and all that sort of stuff. But once you've got through that piece, you actually realize that. Um, to actually stand out in a very highly competitive marketplace that, um, you know, you don't need me to tell you it's getting noisier and noisier and mm. noisier. Um, and we get to this part where, you know, just being good at what you do isn't enough. Mm. Uh, it just isn't. And you, you've got to, you've almost got to give yourself the chance, uh, give people the chance to, to actually listen to you, to find out how you can help you get through that door. Mm. And really, you know, important to that, to having that first conversation is building a brand that actually Gets people's attention in a world where everyone's and everyone's rushed no one's got any time. So the question is, what do I need to do to attract the customer, my target customer, in a way that they say yes, even yes to giving me? And that first yes is probably I'll give you five seconds of my yeah. attention. That looks kind of interesting. And then if it give be five minutes of my five, sorry, five seconds of attention, I like it. I might give you thirty seconds. And if I like what I have got after thirty seconds, then yes. I might give you the two or three minutes. Yes. And then I might spend half an hour with you on a webinar or something or or a call but that's if we don't have that first piece that captures the attention you could be the smartest person on the planet um, but no you, you, you will be commercially struggling.
1: So let's broaden the horizon a little bit. Why is personal branding important to business? Because I think what you're talking about is a specific area, marketing related, but why is the, the personal branding so important? Why can't businesses or, you know, sole entrepreneurs, freelancers or people that are sort of out there working for themselves just go and put their name, do they do they need a, a personal brand established to their name?
0: The reality is, however good you are, uh, we've got to capture people's attention. I talk about this idea that the world stopped listening. As, I, as I've just explained, we've, we've all stopped listening because we're all so busy. We're all full up. I talk about this idea, there's four key questions that we need to sort of capture in our personal and professional brand. What do you know? Who do you help? How do you add value? And why are you different? Four questions, what you know, who you help, how you add value, why you're different. Sound easy, really actually there's a tonne of work to be able to answer those crisply and authentically. Um, But I think if you can do that, then you've got a pretty good chance um, of actually, as I say, uh, capturing people's attention. And in a sense, it's about marketing. It's certainly about being commercial. Uh, because I'm guessing most people, who are, you know, most people in business want to be commercially successful. Unless you're the only person in town who does what you do, which is unlikely, you are going to be competing for the eyeballs and the ears and, the, and it's a fundamentally the attention of your customers. Um, so I think you need it from a marketing perspective, but also being able to answer those four questions is also extraordinarily clarifying for your offer. And I think the thinking through behind that brand piece is really germane in helping us to get that real focus what we do, who we help, how we add value, why we're different. If we can obsess on that, I think we're in a good place, not just from a marketing perspective, but also from a business and a clarity and a leadership perspective and attracting staff to us and all those things.
1: So you're talking more in, I guess at this point, how – one is communicating to the market, or at least demonstrating their uniqueness to the market. I'm interested to to understand the definition here between personal branding, and I'm, I'm super keen to get Brendan's input here as well because my limiting belief has been around. Well, isn't that still marketing? Like, isn't the concept of trying to get uniqueness, clarity, taking out the bullshit, you know, refining the message, you know, reducing noise, all that still marketing? Still, you know, your ability to sell yourself. I mean. Still not understanding how the distinction with how it correlates to a brand as such. Maybe you could so help I, me with that.
0: I, I guess the two circles are overlapping. I think the marketing and strategy. Yep. The marketing is the outbound. You know, if, you've, if you if you if you can answer crisply those four questions from a strategic perspective, what are we really really good at? Yes. You know, why would people do business with us on this thing yes. and not with our competitors? Yes. You can answer that if you get that crystal clear strategy. That focus, doing one thing and getting better and better and better. As I say, many, many successful businesses—that's what they do. They do one thing supremely well. Yes. The marketing is just the out—is the—is the—is the, is the, like the outward iteration of the strategy. Yes. They overlap completely. And you know, if, you know, whilst they do a lot of work on professional branding, I do a lot of strategy work with organisations as well. And most strategy work is about taking stuff out. Stop doing this. Stop doing that. You don't need to add that thing. You don't need to fiddle. You just get the one thing that you make most of your money, you know, the 80-20 thing. What's the thing that you get, make 80% of your money from? Get supremely good at doing that. There's lots of businesses where that isn't quite as true, and, you know, you, it, it doesn't fit everything, but I think there's a general principle to understand that if, you know, to get to the point where you can, you can succinctly cap, capture your offering and your message in your brand, whether it's a business brand or a professional, personal brand, um, when you can do that, and it dovetails seamlessly with what you actually do, and it isn't just an advertisement, for something you don't actually do, which can be a disconnect, right? But if those two, if it's actually true, I would suggest you've got a, you've got every chance of having a very good business um, that can keep growing and, and growing and scaling, because you've that clarity of thought.
1: We'll be back in a short moment with Mark Hodgson. Working remotely using video or producing videos at scale means adopting new processes. Nowadays, video is everything and do-it-yourself videos should be easy and they should work. The Rich Films DIY Video Program is the easiest way to personalize your sales and marketing. You'll be able to produce sales video emails, record regular social media updates, and of course look and sound amazing in every video meeting without the tech hassles. Create your own professional videos with a push of a button and go to ridgefilms.com.au slash doi. from what i understand here and and what i'm curious to know is and we've had this in many scenarios where the companies that we work for would take a a key person out of the organization say all right this is the guy this is going to be the face or the guy that we're going to really build up so what i'm interested to know from you is how do you know if your business fits the personal brand framework and or the business I, I guess yeah is there a difference
0: and I don't think we're going to get a definitive answer on this the way I think of it I mean you know so so you know at the moment I, was, I, I run a relatively small uh consultancy it's me and a couple of collaborators and VAs and so forth so effectively I'm tr- my business is also me so you know, I, I, you can't sell my business because because unless I come with it it has relatively little battle uh value but i work with lots of other organizations where they've got a very strong brand of themselves and they're developing and they're positioning themselves in, in, a, in a market sector with an offering and of a brand but i'm also working with for example some of the employees some of the executives of those businesses and they develop what i would call is a, is a professional brand that that is that is distinct from the company the company and business brand but is supportive of it it reflects in it and they certainly can't be divergent i've got quite a few guys who I'm working with and we position them as a business founder. So they have a founder brand and they might be the CEO of a business that's got its own brand, but the brand, there's got to be an affinity. If the brand of the business is progressive and, and agility and customer-centric and all those kind of things, then the, the brand of the, the brand of the CEO or other people we're putting up there as brand ambassadors, if you will, then they need to be congruent with that, don't they? They can't be they can't be in, incongruent. They don't have to be the same. I'm not saying they have to be the same. I think they crucially they can be different, but they need to be congruent. So that's the kind of differentiation. This is a difficult area, um, but I think the first thing is to decide: is is decide is is it, is it is it do you have a business that you're building a business brand around that you can support with a, your personal brand, or is it or is it? And for small consultants, it often is. It's you the individual, you the thought leader, you the you the solo printer. And, so and, that's that's how I see. Yeah, it. Yeah,
1: and and it's it's a great perspective. And I'm I'm on on that. I'll just kind of go a little bit deeper, I guess, and understand. You, know, you talked about your, your business doesn't function without you so, and, and I'm sure that goes for a lot of people unless they're willing to scale and, and you know, find ways to replace themselves. So I guess your personal branding how does that differentiate from a micro or small business? Could you define the two between between those two areas I guess? To understand, you know, wouldn't a brand in in some respect be kind of almost evolving and everlasting in a way? I mean, how how does that differentiate And Brennan, you can step in here because you can see the confusion on my face. <laughs> That's but, right. but, 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 <laughs> it's probably more It's probably more around defining the question here. But, yeah. yeah
2: like- well, well, maybe we, we say, you know, let, let's use Ridge Films as a, an example. We've got Chris who's always front and center for our market. So, he, he basically op- would often set up a deal and then that would come through to me. Uh, and then because I'm not so present on LinkedIn, and my personal brand isn't as strong as Chris's. Um, there's always a question of, you know, who is this guy? Is is he as qualified to help me as, as much as Chris is? So, how, how does that work for organisations of you know small, medium businesses?
0: I love the idea that you, you, and what you what you ideally want is is you want your 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 your, your leaders in your business uh, showing up as as thought leaders and influencers in their in their market. And being impressive and being aligned obviously with the company's you know, values and what they, what it's doing. And I think that creates this lovely halo effect around the business. So you get that lovely symbiotic um sort of they're different, but they're complementary. So yeah, I saw that, you know, I, I saw that guy, Brandon, uh, from Rich Films. He was really cool. Um, and then Chris was doing all this stuff on video, which was really cool. Those rich film guys are good. And and you said that's a sales focus or a technical video focus. But I just want to see people from that business turn up in a way that's impressive, professional, energetic, yeah, you know, aligned with it. And I think that's how it kind of works. Yeah. I guess one of the reasons one of the reasons this is is it's it's, it's hard to put your finger on it is because there is, there it's not it's not binary. There isn't a this you do this and you do that, um, you know. And and I think a lot of people, especially, don't like the personal brand thing because they they want to want to hide away from it. So I said, oh, no, no, well, well it's a business brand. I've got no relation to it. So, said, well, but if you're a founder of an organisation or someone who's senior in an organisation, I actually think it's uh, in- essential. I think it's imperative that you and your leaders are showing up uh, as, as you know, creating that hello effect around the brand. And you know, in terms of a, a way to create influence, to create sales, to attract people, investors, board members, whatever, to an organisation, I, I reckon that's what leadership looks like now. And so, you know, when you see these leaders who say things like, I'm a terrible public speaker, or I don't like doing video, or I don't need a personal brand, it's like, I challenge you say, yes, you do. I think that's an out-of-date concept. If you don't have one, I think you're costing your business money. Uh, And I think I'd I'd be asking some pretty hard questions because as we know, it's an online world, everyone, everything's digital, right? The first thing we do when we come across anyone, we go on our phones or our laptops, or we LinkedIn and we we check them out. If their profile's at me, Mm. what does that say about them? Mm. What does that say about the organization? You know so i think we've got to play in this space however challenging we find it and, and lots of people do find it challenging
1: which i'm sure we might we might touch on so we're very much i mean i, I to brennan's point am more of an influence i guess in that i'm i've got some face equity out you know, through you know linkedin and the videos on the website and all that type of stuff i don't have like a logo attached to me you know i'm still working for rich films working on behalf of rich films but i'm trying to you know, amplify effectively what we do, not by just putting product videos out and sh- showing examples of our work, but actually putting myself out there to connect with prospective buyers. Right. So, where does the line does the line blur between influence, like humanization, like personalization, and and the personal brand as such? Because because I, I mean, technically, do I have a personal brand? I mean, you probably know enough about me, t- I guess, to to distinguish it.
0: I think lines are probably not useful but yeah. the way I would think I would think about it in, so this overlap like now like I said about marketing and strategy overlap to get that real clarity of thinking behind your brand and strategy yep. I think again with this you know brand sales profile um, a whole lot of things overlap and, and then we have to get comfortable in those and this can sound a bit sorry this sound a bit knobby I think we have to get comfortable in the intersections of those things' it, it's, it's a little bit ambiguous. But just because we can't define it you know, with, 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 a, with a scalpel, that doesn't mean we shouldn't be playing yeah. and experimenting and working yes. out what that looks like. Yeah. And I think the other interesting thing, um, you know, especially what you guys are doing, this is evolving. It's yes. changing so fast, and there isn't. You know, this isn't marketing 101 yes. in 2022. Looks like this. Who knows what it looks like? Yeah. It's changing so fast. What we do know is we need to be playing at the at the cutting edge of this and experimenting. What I do know for sure, and I'm not saying what's right, I do know what is wrong is sitting with your arms folded. and go, I don't need this. I don't need video. I've got an old resume on LinkedIn and, and I'll be fine. I say, well, that's that's just playing yourself as a dinosaur in a digital age. And a lot of the people I work with uh, it's helping, especially people who are in corporate at the moment, it's helping them to probably leave corporate or transform or reinvent into a post-corporate uh, professional um, sort of chapter for themselves you know if they've forever hidden under the um, under the you know who are you I'm I, I'm the XYZ at NAB because I'm always, always saying, no I'm important because I work for NAB I'm a manager you, you're going well that's the brand you all sits with NAB or Ford or or Google so but now when you take away Ford NAB or Google who are you you start pulling naked in the snow right so you've been going to build a brand that because that, 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 fundamentally you don't want to be the i used to work for how weak is that who are you oh i used to be that i used to be this who are you now yes and that's that's the chat that's the challenge and that's why whilst i don't know all the answers to these questions i think it, what i do know is that we need to be playing in this space yes. and try and showing up and having to go and working out what works what doesn't yes. work what people like yeah. um you know and, and then we're in the game because the game's changed
1: well, we've got a huge amount of leverage now through these free platforms you know Uh And it's phenomenal that more businesses aren't experimenting and aren't using this concept of personalization and humanization, which the market has been suffocated by, you know, brand and and product. And, you know, there's so much opportunity for for companies to put themselves in front, to put themselves out there, to diversify the way that they do things and think about things. And, you you know, an example, for instance, is, if we keep choking our LinkedIn feed with, you know, here's the latest podcast, here's the latest podcast, you know, it, things get stale and boring, but, you know, put a dad hack video on how to max out your soda stream and all of a sudden you get engagement because there's a sense of entertainment, there's a connection, there's things that are common to to people, and all of a sudden, you know, whilst it's not doing anything from a video marketing perspective, it is entertaining them enough to grab attention, to grab uh, eyeballs and, and, you know, trickle them in from from there on enough of that that facial time that enables them to continually stop scrolling uh and pay attention yeah. you know it's kind of like points in well, touch points i guess if you if you like to call them call them that but touch points of of asset building in terms of whether one day they might actually the penny will drop and they go you know what i will give chris Schroger a call or i will give bridge films a call so you know yeah. i guess just shifting a little bit because I, I went on a bit of a rant there but where where does storytelling come into this picture because it's so underutilized in marketing it's ridiculous and even you know people in the personal branding <laughs> company branding i mean the, people just aren't using enough stories how does that fit?
0: I love story. And the reality is we all love story. If you do any research behind story at all, and you, meant, you mentioned Donald yeah. Miller and StoryBrand, you know, the whole power of, of story, we, we, we just, we're all drawn to it. We love a story. We can't help ourselves. If we can have a marketing, I'm using the word hook and it's not the right word, but it's kind of accurate in a sense, but we can use a marketing hook that's a story that actually invites people to, into our story or invites us into their story. If you can actually make your customer the hero, so rather than storytelling that we're fantastic we've done this we've got this many testimonials. we've got this many satisfied customers all of which is good but if you can spin it around and and actually make your customer the hero in your story say what we do we've done all the hard work to help you we've worked with thousands of people so that you can Mm. solve this problem so that you can achieve what you want so that you can say win the day and overcome diversity and and move from unhappiness to happiness or move from failure to say, or get what you want or some version of that. And it's, it's, it's really beautiful. And I think, I think the, the reason I played around with that word hook again, because there's, I think something about hook sounds a bit disingenuous um, and fake, but if you can tell your story, that is true to you and is authentic and I know authentic is a bit of an eye roll. I think both storytelling and authenticity are a bit of an eye roll. And you can go, there we go. Authenticity eye roll. But If you can, you know, fundamentally, the personal brand, the video, everything, I think, and its essence, and we're getting a bit deep here, but its essence, if you can show up as who you really are, as your best self, commercially, within a commercial framework, I think that's all you can do. If you can do that, you give yourself and your business, or your business, both, either or. You'll give yourselves the, the maximum chance of being successful. Well, that, um,
1: as a, as an ex- and
0: that's extraordinarily heart, powerful, not easy to do. You're going to get over a whole a lot, a, quite a lot of typically internal imposter syndrome. I'm not good enough. Yes. Well, we know this, but hundred other people know this yes. as well. So why would I be sharing that? All those kind of objections and procrastinations yes. that populate our own mind, and I think even those of us who are playing this game, you know, Sometimes you wake up and think. Who would listen to me? Who's going to buy stuff from me? Look at how good those guys are. and Look at how professional those people look. And so that imposter syndrome, that not good enough thing floats around in all of us all the time. Um, but if we can overcome that and do the work to overcome that, which is fundamentally by just showing up consistently all the time. And sometimes we will be great and sometimes we will be a bit crap. But the, the, the point is to keep showing up because that's how we get good and even great is showing up consistently. But if we can do that and show us who we really are authentically, and that is a form of storytelling, then that will attract the people who are attracted to us. And I think one of the best ideas, is, the most important things, is we're not looking to attract the whole world. We're just trying to attract the people who are going to want to do business with us, whatever that looks like, and we're going to want to do business with them. That's our tribe, that's our our network. All we need to do is work with those, because for most of us, we're not going to run out of of those people. and if we can do that, we're in, a, we're in a pretty good place.
2: Is that typically how you would kind of work through a, a process with someone who doesn't have a personal brand? Like, where, where do you start? Is it do, do they even know that they have a personal brand, or do you have to kind of milk it out of
0: them? I've got a thing called the Personal Brand Report, and I'm happy to share it on this. So pe- people answer nine questions, and they, they, they end, and they end up they end up with what I call the, they end up with their spot on what we call the Influencer Dial. The Influencer Dial has five places: it goes asleep, agitated, active amplified and awesome and the reality is most people are asleep or hopefully ag- agitated is that point where i know i need to do something about this and i need help to do it and asleep is like those people are like, don't contact me linked i have a LinkedIn profile the other people on linkedin with no picture actually in their profile or their pet profile picture looks like it's from 20 years ago from a school <laughs> photograph and they cut, they cut they cut half of them out or something so um yeah that's that, that's the that, that's a good way to start, and you end up basically working out kind of where you are in this this thing of, and some logical next things to do. Um, but I, I think for most people, it's not so much the label of whether they, whether they do or don't have a personal brand. It's to say it's more for them to understand if they want to position themselves as a consultant or a solopreneur or run a small business, or even if they're in an organisation, they actually want to build their influence or become, a, become an influencer in their marketplace, which you know, I do a lot of work with, with professional executives who've got no intention of leaving their organization. But as I say, I think I think being an exec or a leader in an organization now, it's not good enough to say, we I don't do that. It's like, well, why don't you do that? I'm paying you two, three, four hundred grand. I need you to do it, because that's what the best businesses do. And I think that's true. So they do need to develop that. And um, yeah, you know, we we can we can we can do some work with people to help them do it. Um, but I think what am I trying to say, I think a lot of it's a mindset about I'm gonna go on this journey. Um, Again, another eye-rolling word. Get ready for this. I think we need to make ourselves vulnerable. Okay, we need to make ourselves vulnerable. We're going to fail. We're going to look a bit silly occasionally. We're going to put stuff out there that people are going to disagree, disagree with potentially. But fundamentally, we're going to start to learn to to have that dialogue with the market. That isn't that isn't it isn't an arrogant dialogue. It's a questioning dialogue, and it's a um, what's the word? It, it, it's it's a generous dialogue. It's a look I'm not quite sure, but I'm kind of seeing where we are here is now this is where we are now. I think we kind of need to go here. Here's three ideas I've got that I think we could start with, but what do you think? And I think that that kind of that kind of language suggested in that authentic and honest way is how we move we solve problems. Whereas you think for example in politics and most leadership in most organizations we're very far from that because it comes from ego and win and lose. But if we can actually genuinely do that. I hope I don't appear as naive here, but when we do that, well, that's what it looks like. I think people are drawn to that because fundamentally we want problem solvers. People are going to make things better. Um, and if we could build a brand that's people who are, have integrity, good values, who are working hard to, you know, to to advance the market, to help their customers, to help their own business and their brand, that's got to be a good thing. And as, as you said, um, Chris, I think so few businesses take the that take, start to work in this way and it's not expensive I and mean, we're not buying a ton of advertising it's really i mean they might, they'll pay you they'll pay me to do some work to actually get over themselves to start playing but once they get going you know i mean i i, I love this thing is you know, the, the idea of you know, just getting to press send a couple of times on linkedin whether they post a video mm-hmm. or a post do that three or yeah. four times and you, you realize when you press send it yeah. you don't find you rocket stuff or the internet doesn't, you don't get a thousand yeah. haters of, you don't, you just yeah, don't. Yeah, that's right.
1: You just don't. Yeah.
0: And you They go, oh, okay, actually you know, I posted this little article, and it wasn't very good, but 10 people I haven't heard of, from, heard of for five years said, oh, that was nice. Yes. Said, oh, that's great to eat Good. They go, oh, that's quite nice. It's surprising. And then off they go and get better and better and better. So that's how it works. I think it's it's with that generosity of, of spirit that you invite people to enter into this, rather than this sort of fearful sense of I've got to be a thought leader. Mm. Um, I think the thought leader's actually been very generous and it's not an arrogant thing. It's not academic. It basically comes from a sense of solving problems and showing up as who you really are. And as I think most of the people we're talking about, smart people in organisations, um, they do generally, most, most people want to help people and get better and themselves and help their customers. And it's kind of capturing that in a way that is shareable and mm. a way that attracts con- attracts people and starts conversations. Mark,
1: can I just ask you one more question because I know we're a little over time, but... How do you recommend for your personal branding clients that they use video?
0: No, video is, is it's the most engaging. It's the most we talk about being honest and authentic, then video is probably the most – you'll get a much better – if you've never seen me, you'll get a much better sense of who I am by watching me articulate in this video than you would if you read something I wrote. Um, I reckon I write quite well, but this is easier and it's faster. Um, it's, it's warmer. Um, it's and it's much, I think one of the things that a lot of people forget is it's really highly productive. So I was sharing before, I had to make a video, uh, uh, a dear friend of mine, mine passed away just before Christmas, and uh, I wanted to write a, a piece about him or, or celebrate him, and I actually, the way I did it, I felt in the right mood, I, I went to a local headland, and I, I, I just used a, a, a smartphone, an iPhone, shot a little five, six minute video. That captured 95% of what I wanted to say. It was easy. It was heartfelt. It was from the heart. Um, it wasn't perfect. Didn't need to be perfect. It was, I think it was really bloody good communication, and it was done. It took me 15 minutes. If I'd sat to, if I had sit, sat down to write that, I reckon that's two or three hours of writing. So I did in, I did in, you know, 15 minutes. Say, uh, post it up to LinkedIn. All done, and it didn't, no editing. Just raw, and it's powerful because of that. Um, in fifteen minutes, what it would have taken me two or three hours to write. So it's very, very powerful. And I think the more we do it, the more you know, the, the more natural we get. And uh, one of the things people ask me is, how, you know, how do you get started? And one of the best tips uh, I got was from um, one of my friends, who's an expert, and He said, don't make one video, make ten. Because the first one or two, you sit there going, oh, my nose <laughs> over the light, and you know, the new stuff. But by the time you're making three or four or five or six, you've got over all that, and you actually start to relax a bit, and you'll actually say, oh, these aren't, aren't so bad. Um, and you get used to it, and you press send, you post a few, people say nice things, um, and so that's cool, and you're in the game. And then you realise actually it's not a big thing, and it's not about becoming a, a Hollywood producer or creating you know, excellence of videos. It's about showing up as who you really are, and I think, you know, in, in you know, picking up on that thing, showing up as you really are, probably video is the best way to do that, to show up as who, who you really are, capture your essence, capture what you're on about, capture what you're passionate about, your, your, inte- your, your knowledge you're about, Communicate that in a way that connects with people and you're off to the races. So it's a great thing. Um, And the last thing I'll say is, especially on LinkedIn, where LinkedIn is still, it's still got that kind of stuffiness thing going on. Uh, Facebook's kind of young and Instagram and TikTok. LinkedIn has still got that kind of blue, I've got to wear a shirt for LinkedIn thing going on. And I know they're trying to get, they're trying hard hard to get rid of that. In fact, I went to the cinema the other day and they have all these LinkedIn ads All the the cool kids. They're trying to make it cooler. but video is still massively underutilized on LinkedIn. So if you're doing LinkedIn, which is obviously the predominant um, you know, uh, uh, personal, sorry, uh, uh, social media platform for, for professionals, you absolutely need to be playing there. It's the first port of call for many of us. Um, but if you do video on LinkedIn, you're lucky in one in a thousand to do that. So it's a great way of standing out. It's getting better to upload, they're getting better now um and yeah it's fast and it's productive have some fun
1: go for it mark thank you so much for your time i know that we've run a little bit over and you said you wanted to go till quarter two so what we might do is wrap it there and just want to say thank you so much for this session in clarifying personal versus company branding i think it's been really great for our audience
0: super welcome. I really enjoyed speaking to you guys.
1: Thank you. Now that you know the perks of having personal branding for your business, it's time to take the spotlight and develop your personal brand using videos. Thanks for tuning in. That's all for this episode of the Video Made Simple podcast and see you next week.